podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube and podcast channel. We are back with another match preview. Seems like a little while since we last did one, but uh, yeah, it's been a what 15-day break, 13-day break. But we are back nonetheless, and this time we turn our attention to the fourth round FA Cup match against Fulham. I'm Scott, I am your host for this one, and this week I am joined by Daryl, Andy and Joe. Daryl, mate, you're looking very snug in your winter netwear there. How are things? Not as snug as Joe, I must say, but I'm definitely feeling very comfortable and very warm. Um, yeah, I'm very well. Um, actually, really looking forward to getting back to some Newcastle United football, to be honest. Um, it feels like it's been far too long since that Man City game. Um, and I know I had the girls playing last week and they were unlucky against Man United in the Women's FA Cup. And then obviously they've had not enough Forest this past weekend as well. Um, but no, definitely looking forward to it and looking forward to being up for the cup down at the cottage. Mm-hmm. Up for the cup, indeed, Joe. Mate, just like Daryl, you've got your winter Hi. woolies on. Um, how are things with you? Ah, it's a bit cold. Yeah, doing good. <laughs> uh, watching season two of Welcome to Wrexham to get my football fixed whilst we wait for this break to be done. Uh, <laughs> club not too far from me, actually. So it's um, yeah, it's always nice seeing these documentary styles. Uh, you know, of, of different clubs. Obviously, we kind of had our own, albeit a different format. Uh, recently, I'd love to see us get something like a Welcome to Wrexham at some point. But uh, yeah. So doing well, uh, looking forward to the uh, football being back. And I mean, it's the FA Cup. So it's, I think it's a really good chance for us to salvage this season and, uh, and you know, make some really good progress. So I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I think we're all looking forward to just getting back to some football, Andy. And it's going to be nice with a little bit of a break for the players as well. But before we jump into all of that, I'm also going to ask you, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. No winter knitwear for myself. I feel a bit, le- a bit left out. But uh, I, all right. Um, we're talking like there's been no football, and I mean, did no one watch Cape Verde against Indonesia? Come on, it's been loads of football. <laughs> but I tell you what, like, after that call, it had some mad results. See, oh, Egypt drew all three games two two, and there was only one team in the whole group that won a game. Everyone just drew with each other. That's been quite a good laugh, actually. But uh, I am all right. Um, losing my mind watching the Asia Cup and NAFCON and everything. Let's get um, Newcastle back, please. <laughs> Absolutely. And we will jump right back into it and we'll get started with this match preview. But before we do, as always, here's a little message from our sponsor. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Right then, so as I've already mentioned, this is the FA Cup fourth round tie against Fulham at the Craven Cottage. Uh, It's on Saturday night, 7 o'clock, which is an absolute stinker. For those trying to get back on the trains, because I don't think there's a train after kickoff, I'll let, I'll let Daryl give the give the travel update on that later. It is live on ITV4, so you'll have to scroll all the way down in your guides to find that channel, because uh, I've got no idea where it is. But yeah, <laughs> ITV4 for some stupid reason. Um, and yeah, boys, FA Cup football don't normally do too well 
against Premier League sides to Newcastle, but uh, yes, hoping we could make amends. Daryl, mate, we'll get started with you. Let us know about the trains, and then we'll talk about the football. Right, okay. So, last hmm. train back to Newcastle direct from London on Saturday night is actually at 9 o'clock. But, of course, we all know that means you'll have to leave Fulham at half-time if you want to get that train back up north. Um, there is a, a 10 o'clock train, but that will only take you as far as Doncaster, so that's no use to anybody at all. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if you're going down by train, then it's definitely an overnight stay. Hopefully, you've got somewhere to to crash if you're watching this and you're going. Um, and then, obviously, coming back up on the Sunday. Uh, I think there's a couple of bits early on the Sunday, so there might not be anything leaving London until about 9 a.m. Um, I'll be leaving a little bit later on in the day, I think, to come back. But yeah, so it's there's a couple of overnight engineering works and that just, just knocks the, the plans to, to pot a little bit. But, you know, thanks to the FA and whoever, and what, ITV, for putting it on at 7pm when they could have put it on at a much kinder time to us away fans. But, you know, we're used to that in these days with our little bubble up in the North East having to travel the length and breadth of the country just to get to anyone else. Yeah, decent, apart from something, but they're not decent. So, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, they're not in this cup anymore, are they, Andy, after last uh, after the last round. Um, what are you feeling about this? Because obviously the last game in the Premier League, we all know how that went with the sending off early doors and then the 3-0 victory. Obviously that was at home and you'd argue our home form is streaks ahead of what our away form has been this season. Um, but you're looking forward to this one, Andy? Is this a, is this a game that you're, you're kind of eager to get to, get, get to watch? I am. I, I have got a travel dilemma of my own because I'm meant to be flying um, in this wind, yeah. which I'm pretty terrified for. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I'll be watching this in a bar in Dublin, hopefully. But um, all yeah, you I need to do, go on. All you need to do for the flight is just watch the attendants. If they're calm, you're fine. If they're panicking, <laughs> then you need to really panic. And if the door bl- <laughs> flies up, flies off, just throw your phone out. They'll survive. I know. Did you say that? I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. When it was iPhone or whatever from a plane, and it was it was fine. Wow, um, the conspiracy theorists. But um, I um, I think I'd forgot this was a cup. Obviously, I hadn't forgot it was a cup game, but it doesn't really have that same feel. It just mm. feels like every game at the moment, we just have to win no matter what the competition is, because obviously the way it's been at the moment, forms really dipped. Social, although I'm not really on social media anymore, I know that the sort of discourse is very negative at the moment. There's been very, very quiet murmurings about the manager for the first time, which I think even just a few months ago, we thought that would just be outrageous. I mean, I still think it is outrageous personally, but it just feels like we've got a good opportunity now where hopefully, I know we know the players have all been away on breaks and been filming Adidas adverts and all sorts. Hopefully not got much sort of um, fatigue in the legs, uh, Coaching staff have been able to have a bit of a break as well and really focus on one game. Um, we know we've got Villa obviously coming up shortly after, but it just feels like we've got a good opportunity to just put in a good performance for 90 minutes, try and dominate a game and get a comfortable win. Because actually, no, we have had a comfortable win recently. I can't remember who that was against, but yeah. Um, <laughs> that, on a similar um, point, I'd forgot Sunderland was a cup game because it was just like, we're playing Sunderland, we just need to win. And it, it feels a bit similar yeah. to this. It's like we just we're playing rubbish. We need to just doesn't matter what competition you play them in, though. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. <clears throat> well, you, you mentioned fatigue and Joe. Obviously, Fulham are playing tonight in probably mm-hmm. you could argue a more important game because obviously they're they're only two one down in the in the Carabao Cup from the first leg. So yep. there's still everything in for them to get to a cup final. Um, do you feel that maybe Fulham will give it all tonight and they'll maybe be a bit leggy? 
come Sunday because I mean it's only a couple of days difference. Um, yeah, given well, that you... we're going to have such a big break, uh, it could be it could be uh, could be a good tie for us. Well, it can only help us, Cornish. I was checking the the teams um, when Fulham played Liverpool in the first leg, and the f- well, it's obviously they played the midweek, then they played Chelsea on the Saturday or the Sunday uh, after that, and they only made about three changes. So they seem to be pretty set on the personnel that they're going to use. So if I was to hazard a guess, but you know, no more injuries aside, we'll probably see a pretty similar team as we record tonight. Uh, on on Wednesday, as we do against um, against us on Saturday, maybe like say one yeah. or two little changes. Uh, but you know they've got some they've got some dangerous players in there. They it's hard because they see they do seem to be you know be blowing some teams away, especially at home. I was looking at some of the uh, stats away there away from home. They're pretty. Yeah, their way form is pretty crap, to be honest. But their home form was where they're excelling. Obviously, they've had some fantastic results. Um, two 5-0 wins in a row. One against West Ham, which have you know, been you know, quite a good team to see. Um, yeah. And they beat Arsenal recently, which was, you know, fantastic. Again, a fantastic result for them. So, couple, couple that with our away form. It's not looking too good, is it? <laughs> Starting nice and positive. Like said. We'll see what happens. Well, um, speaking of positivities, I do have some insights uh, before we before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of this. Um, so the first one is uh, we've played Fulham four times in the Cup, five times in the Cup, no, four times in the FA Cup, and they've lost all of them. So obviously that's going from, I think the last game was in the 60s, so, you know, it's not really the Grom to, to check on. There has then. been an average of six goals <laughs> so per well. game in those FA Cup ties. Um we have lost our last seven FA Cup ties against a Premier League opposition. That's that record is only matched by Liverpool and Charlton. And if we lose this, we will become the first team to lose eight consecutive FA Cup matches against fellow top flight sides. So we could be record breakers by the well, end of the weekend. To be fair, to be fair, we normally never get past the third round anyway to play a Premier League side. So you know, yeah, that's true. Maybe. Well, right. one it's last one, and really stick the knife in, is also Eddie Howe has never won an FA Cup match against a Premier League side, and he's tried nine times. Oh. So, ten times a charm, <laughs> as they always say. First, um, fingers crossed. First time against, um, first time managing us, though, that he's come across a Premier yeah. League side in the FA yeah, Cup. Yeah, right? obviously, obviously against, we lost uh, to Sheffield. Uh, yeah, and then Cambridge. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so with all that under the belt. Darryl, We're going to batter them, by the way. confident going into this one. <laughs> Do you know what? I am. Um, and, you know, you only have to go as far back as to look at the last time, the last few times we've been to the Craven Cottage. Um, we've won our last three visits there. Um, obviously, all in the Premier League. Uh, 4-1 last season with that stunning Miguel Amaron volley from a, a narrow angle. Uh, 2-0 the season before. And then Rafa's last game as well, the 4 nil win on the last day of the season in uh, 2018-19, which I was very privileged enough to be there for um, a very emotional day because we sort of, it's a sliding doors moment as it was back then, with, is Rafa going to stay, is he going to go, and, and very sadly he left at that point. Um, but yeah, when I mean, it, you just have to look back as you just mentioned there, Scott, you look at, back at that record against Fulham in the FA Cup, um, you know, 100% record for us, it's, it's definitely in our favour. And it's interesting to note as well that the last time 
So out of those four previous games, two were at St James's and one was in the semi-final. Um, and the other one, and that was in 1955-56, um, that was the one that wielded nine goals in, in, in that single game. It was a 5-4 win for us at Craven Cottage. And that was in the same round as we were playing this week, within the fourth round. So exactly. only visit to Fulham. It's a little omen, isn't it? Definitely, I think. <laughs> I hope it's not going to be five. Four. I don't think we hard could take nine goals, <laughs> edging a nine goal thriller like that. But you know, it's a little bit of an omen that the last, the only time that we played them even at the cottage in the FA Cup was at this stage, uh, all those years ago. Um, and you know, I think you know we, we've you just mentioned it there. We've we've had this little break now. A lot of the lads have unwound themselves there. You know, Trippier's been over to New York and whatnot, and Gordon was over there taking a basketball game. Bruno. Took yourself off to, to Paris with a missus and a few friends for a few days. Um, I think Miguel Almiron's been over to Paraguay as well, hasn't he? So all the lads have had a chance to just go and chill out and do what they need to do. I think Callum Wilson was obviously in Saudi or wherever he had gone before we played Man City. He's you know, in Dubai, yeah. So he's had a bit of a rest over there and whatnot, a bit of warm weather recuperation. And we expect to see him back, not necessarily for this one, but. For Villa upcoming next after after this on Tuesday, um, so I think we might even get a bit of a bounce like we did back in November from that international break that we had just before the, the terrible run of ten games in thirty one days that killed us uh, in terms of losing players and not, you know wearing each other into the ground. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the lads coming back nice and fresh, and you know Eddie's had best part of a week with them this week on the training ground to get everything ready and organised and. I'm really looking forward to seeing what we pull out on Saturday. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a fun one. Hopefully, I mean, you know, it's not been that long since we last did a Fulham preview because we only played them, I think, mm. was it December nineteenth or something. So it's not been it's not been that yeah, many so. previews ago when we covered Fulham. Um, looking at their injuries, Andy, same as last time, it's Adama Traore is the only one who's injured, mm-hmm. but they are missing players due to due to the, uh, the African Cup of Nations. Probably the biggest name on that list is a Warby, who mm. was probably the only player when they played us who looked like he was going to do us any damage, and he's not going to be there. Yeah, bit of a miss for them. Um, he, he is one of the players who, uh, a bit like a lot of Fulham's team, you kind of just forget who they are, and then they play against you, and you go, oh, he's actually a good player. Here. I think <laughs> Warby used to do it for Everton as well, where he'd, he'd turn up and look good in every other game. Um, and when you look at their team, across the 11, I wouldn't say they really have a weak link in it. Everyone's just kind of like a solid 7 out of 10. And um, Front four, I mean, I'm looking at the team that they're actually putting out against Liverpool tonight. It's Bobby Reid, Andreas Pereira, Willian Jimenez, which is pretty much the solid front four. I think it will be tends to either slot in on that left-hand side or go through the middle. And then they also have Harry Wilson, who can kind of go anywhere in that front four as well. Um, so, yeah, he's a miss. I do think Nigeria are out, aren't they? So I think he is technically back, but probably not back enough to play. Um, either way, mm. but they're, they're a good little team. They've got that Paulinia as one of the whole midfielders who I think a lot of the big teams were sort of sniffing around in the summer and very, very good player. And the back four is pretty solid. I think the main thing for me with Fulham, um, similar to quite a few teams in the league this year, I would say, um, is the sort of central striker is not really fit for purpose anymore. I, I love Jimenez. I think before his injury, he was absolutely, I, I would say outside the big six, he was one of the best strikers in the league. But obviously since his injury, 
Um, he's just off the boil completely. He had that moment against us for Wolves when he thought he'd scored, pulled out the pirate telescope, and then it got VAR, which was still the best <laughs> moment of my entire football sport in life, I think. <laughs> um, so it seems like with, with Fulham, it's very much um, stop that three in behind the striker and you, and you stop them. I know that's obviously easier said than done, but I'd like to think that the pace that they have will be nullified slightly by having to play this Wednesday against our fresh legs. Um, there will always be that question mark on the left-hand side with our pace against uh, Decod or Reed, and then you'll have Byrne and Botman on that side. Especially now we know we don't have Joe Linton. Daryl, thanks for reminding us of Joe Linton with the shirt there behind you. We've not got that cover on the left-hand side, so it's going to be one of them. Um, I think getting ahead of myself slightly with Newcastle, the way we are, on our day we can beat pretty much anyone in the league. I mean, we saw us beat PSG. You, you know, It's not a ridiculous thing to say you could beat anyone in Europe with this team's firing. It's just whether we've got that in us to get it going again for the second half of the season. So, fingers crossed we can. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll turn our attention to Newcastle, uh, Joe. And obviously, you know, Andy's just said that it's, it's if we're firing, you, you'd like to think that given the break, given, you know, the poor run we were on before that, obviously minus the Sunderland game and, and a few of other results, it, it's not been the best couple of months for these players and, you know, it's been a combination of, you know, fitness, number of games and then injuries. Do you feel like this mm-hmm. is kind of their chance to be like, OK, we've got a break now. Or we've had a break now. We're ready to now just play one, two games a week maximum. Um, and, you know, and I don't mean like a Wednesday, Sunday. I mean, like play on a Monday, then play on a Saturday or whatever. Um, do you think they're now like, right, this really is probably one of our last chances of having really success in this season? Um, given where we are in the league, do you think they're just going to go all for it? Appreciate what you're saying. I, honestly, I see this game as the start of the second half of our season, the ch- chance to completely reset. We've had, a, I'd say, you know, a bag of mixed fortunes in this first half. We've had some fantastic nights in the Champions League. We've beat the like, obviously, uh, we've beat Sunderland in the FA Cup. We got to what the quarterfinals of the League Cup as well. It's not been a disaster, but we've just been marred by, you know, like you say, injuries, fixture congestion, etc. And Eddie Howe's <laughs> style of play has been such that he's not been able to instill everything that he wants into those players whilst we're playing on this rotating carousel of every three days. Now, like you say, we're on, what, one fixture a week, two maximum with the FA Cup games, in, you know, interspersed every so often. We're going to get that back in this two-week break. I feel has been that perfect moment, like I said earlier, just to reset, take stock of where we're at, let the tired legs rest a little bit and go again. It's just a shame that we're not quite getting some of those injuries back now. We're still going to have to wait until, you know, February for a good amount of the the injured players, the likes of, you know, Willick, uh, Barnes, uh, Murphy and stuff to to really come back into the fold. But, you know, it's fine. Like the lads who are, are being on the pitch, I've done really well. Um, so, no, I see, I see this as a really good opportunity and I don't see why we can't go all the way in the FA Cup now that, realistically, that is the only thing we have to play for outside of potentially a Europa League spot in the league, which I still think is very possible. I still think yeah. top seven should still be a name for in the league. But, no, this is a great chance. And, you know, the lads who are here, who aren't injured and who are in the squad, have got a really good chance now to make history. And... It's a tough, it's a tough cup. We all know this, but I just, 
I just think the longer we get we that it goes on where we're in the cup, it's it just like you say has that extra little spark to play for uh, in the season. And yeah, it'd be absolutely brilliant if we can go all the way. So I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a really good opportunity. And if we can get through Fulham, then and you know who knows who knows what could happen. Yeah, and I just think you know that just like because yeah. I agree with everything you've said, but I actually think against Man City we were actually pretty good. I don't know whether that's a controversial opinion, but we were. We were. There was a yeah. period of like ten minutes in that game where Man City couldn't live with us. There was a period of time where I saw a Man City player shrug his shoulders because he had no one to pass to. It's like it shows we can do it. It's just, yeah. it's just getting that bit over the line. And I, I think I'm hoping that Howe's had, had time similar to what you said there about resetting. I hope he's had time to reflect to think: Is there a potential way to play differently if we are really struggling in the legs? Because I think that has been a genuine criticism of mine of Howe is that. I love the way he plays and I love how he sticks to it. But there's times where you think, just drop a man back. You don't need to run constantly. You can defend a bit better. Um, so, yeah, perfect time to reset. Completely agree. But um, we haven't been as bad as I think people have said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's more results haven't gone our way. It's, it's not yeah, the fact that we, we've, we've maybe not had poor performances. Um, Daryl, um, obviously, you know, we've just talked about, you know, Nice. Now we're going to have gaps between games. We do actually play Villa in two days after mm-hmm. this game. Um, so, <laughs> so my question is, <laughs> my, my question is, and, and, and it's you know, I don't know what Howe's going to do, but do you think Howe is the type of manager who would maybe rest players for that Villa game and think the league's more important than this cup, or do you think it's just going to be a solid team for both? I think you'll do his absolute best to try and put out a, a solid team for both, and we know that we'll have Callum Wilson available again for that Villa game. So you can definitely expect that we'll see a full 90 minutes from Isaac on, on, on Saturday down at the cottage. Um, and then he can rotate and bring Wilson in to replace him against Aston Villa. I think, you know, Eddie makes no secret of the fact that he wants to try and win every game. And he takes it one game at a time. So he'll not, if we believe what he says, he'll be taking Fulham first and he'll not have Villa in his mind until Sunday morning when it's time to go again and, and prepare for that game. I think, you know, as Joe mentioned before, we're still a, a few players down with injuries, so we are sort of still stretched. So there is going to have to be a case. We're going to have to play certain players in those two games, even though it's straight off a break. Because we've had that rest, it shouldn't be too much of a hindrance like it has been previously. Um, and, you know, it is it's it is just one of those things. And, like, I'm really looking forward to the lads coming back and, and giving us a bit of depth as well. And to be honest, it really can't come quick enough. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as always, we're recording this before Eddie Howe's press conference, so we don't know where some of these players who were on the on the brink of coming back where they lie. But let's be honest, Andy, even if they were ready and back, Eddie Howe's not going to mention that in his press conference, is he? No, it wouldn't surprise me if Joel didn't start, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we don't know, do we? A lot of the injuries are those sort of annoying ones where they'll all be able to walk around fine and go about the day-to-day lives fine. But it's just, and even training, they're probably all right. They can probably do like, uh, you know, Murphy. You can probably sprint. It's just putting putting yourself in that match situation where you're having to do all those sharp movements and everything. You've just you've got to back your medical team. It's it's. An, I was having a conversation with my mate about this the other day, just generally about injuries and how we're so desperately trying to apparently recruit recruit a centre mid. When you look at the squad, if you ignore, it's probably the most depth we have in the position. Like we should not be needing to sign a centre midfielder. Um, and we were on about the more sort of important injury. We obviously mentioned Tonali getting his ban, which obviously you can't really help. But 
I said, I think Anderson has probably been the worst injury we could have had because yeah. he can play left wing, he can play that um, uh, number eight position as well and can probably go outright and then if we change the formation and play as a number 10 as well. We've got all these players who can do multiple things and they just all happen to be injured. So the only players <laughs> we've got left now are ones who kind of just plug themselves into one role. So we're not able to sort of do anything else tactically. So as much as I've criticised Howe there a little bit, he also can't really do anything. I mean, we saw him try to play Matt Target as a CDM against Man United in the Cup, and he got injured in five minutes. So I was probably just banging his head against the wall. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Oh, um, you mentioned about the break there. Got Whoever's idea it was to have the break, thank God for that, because we've got we've took two weeks out of those recovery periods as well. So fingers crossed where as we get past this game and get past the Villa game, we start to see players on the bench who we actually know. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to see a, a, a full bench or, or maybe it's a, not a full bench, but a, a, like you say, a bench of, of regular starters. Um, Joe, mate, um, obviously we've spoken a little bit about, you know, the defence um, and, and how well they maybe did about you know, against Man City. There's obviously the big thing about does Tino Livermento fit into this squad at all? And obviously he was sick or ill, sorry, for the last game. You'd expect him to be back. Are these the sort of games where Tino's thinking, okay, if I'm on the bench for the league games, I should really be starting the cup games. Is that is that the sort of thing that Tino would want? And do you think Eddie Howe would, would do that? Or do you think he's just going to stick to his guns and, you know, go with his, his trusted back four? No, I, it's funny you say that. I was just about to mention, I I do think Atino's going to start this game. Uh, several reasons, not least the fact that these rumours that Bayern Munich are in for Trippier and I, as much as the club aren't likely to sell him and aren't want us, going to want to sell him, never say never kind of thing. And mm. on top of that, yeah, you're right. It's a perfect chance for Tino to, to get back into the side, especially given that we've got Villa on, was a Tuesday, it's a it's a perfect opportunity for him to uh, slot into that back four and show what he's about. He's he's already done it this season. It's not like it's a downgrade on Trippier necessarily. It's a yeah. it's, it's another very capable, very attacking right back that will do nothing but improve us going forward. And um and yeah, I mean you know we saw Trippier was in and out the side before um, before the break for various reasons. Um, it might be a case if he's quite he's just itching to get back in and obviously you know he, he did uh, he has was playing against uh, City but you know dropping him could work the opposite way but I, I do think that Tino's going to start even if it means you know Trippier getting back in against Villa it's a great it's a great chance for him uh, besides that though I do think that the back the other back um, the the other three in the back four will stay consistent Eddie Howe loves it Eddie, Howe, Eddie Howe, you know keeps those same players when he can um, yeah. And and so yeah, I think Tino will start it on Saturday. Yeah, I'm, 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 the reason I'm skipping over the midfield is because we haven't got anyone else to start. It's all it's quite obviously going to be Bruno. Nah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> be Bruno Longstaff and maybe. We have yeah, and I was going to say maybe we'll give him a start, but I don't know if it's it's wise to <laughs> drop him in the deep end. Um, <laughs> you know, there you go, mate. There's an FA Cup game for you to Tell play. You what, I uh, tell you what, we can't uh, we can't allow Pereira the same space that we give De Bruyne. No, because whilst no. he's not got the same player, he's a tricky, he's a you know he's a tricky little player, and he can find those pockets of space, release the wingers, you know, the likes of Willian and stuff. So yeah, we need to be a little bit you know more on our game. Yeah, I appreciate you know mm-hmm. that it was later on in the game. We're probably fatigued and stuff, and it doesn't help and all that. So well, 
you, you say that, but Phil Foden was pretty much camped behind the back, the midfield three as well for the entire game. So it, the the space yeah. was there. It was just they weren't really using Foden in the same way they were using De Bruyne. Um, mm. Let's come on to our mm. predictions because um, we've been going for about well nearly half an hour. So we'll we'll wrap this one up. Um, Daryl, we'll come to you first, mate, because you've got Joel Linton on the back of your uh, back of your wardrobe. Um, it's got no bearing on it, but I'm just going to pick on you first. Who, uh, <laughs> what, what's your prediction for this? Well, you, you know, we keep mentioning Joel Linton here, and, and, and his absence is a huge worry. Seven for me, but no. it's not. It's not going to affect my prediction. But we don't have anybody else who can do the job that Joel Linton does, and that is a bit of a worry. Going well, we can't. It's Joe Willock. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but you know, Joe, you know what Joel Linton brings to the table. He's a powerhouse. Yeah. He's a He's a demolition man. Definitely. Breaks things up and he carries anything. But anyway, um, yeah, 3 1 to Newcastle. Um, I'm going to go straight mm. in there. I think the refresh, we're going to be nice and refreshed from this break. <clears> and I think we're just going to be able to come in there and do a professional job. I'm banking on Fulham going all the way to extra time tonight so that they're absolutely knackered by the time Saturday comes around. But as long as they're giving a hard game and they're made to work hard tonight, then, you know, it's going to be in our advantage. and I really feel like we can get past this stage. And the other stat that I haven't mentioned yet, that I'm going to mention now, is, you know, sort of teased it earlier, where we've only won two of our last 10 games at this stage of the FA Cup. But both times that we did it, we went quite far in the competition. So most recently, we beat Oxford United away, which we all remember for a helicopter um, <laughs> in 2019-20. And that took us all the way to a quarter-final game. game <laughs> game, absolutely. So that was all the way to a quarter final uh, against Man City, which was horrible. Um, but before that, you have to go back even further, and it was to 2004 5, and we beat Coventry City 3 1 at home in the fourth round and made it all the way to a semi final in Cardiff against Man United. Um, the game that ended Nicky Butt's career for a few years before he came back and started doing bicycle kicks in the championship season. <laughs> Um, to to put the ball out of play, so you know, there's there's good omens all over this, um, and I I think if we can get past this stage, I think we can go quite far in the competition. So three one to Newcastle. Three one. Well, there's one win on the board, so nobody's saying we've been <laughs> negative this week. Uh, Joe, mate, what's your predictions for this one? I'm in complete agreement with Daryl. I yes. think the. I think the the break it'll, the break will have done us really well. It's such a shame that yeah, it's a, it's a shame that we won't have Joe Linton and that we're not going to have more players back from injury. But the players who we do have have shown that when they're on it and when they're fresh, they can really take any team to the sword. Miley slotted in really well. I've got no qualms about him. Uh, Isak is looking in fantastic form as well. You know, a couple of goals against the Mackhams could have had a hat trick there. Scored against City with a beautiful goal. Gordon consistent all season. Um, I just, yeah, I guess a, maybe a little bit depends on what happens with this Miggy situation in the transfer window and stuff. I, you know, a lot is gonna could, could may or may not happen this week. We don't know, but you know, all things being said, I reckon that we're gonna go and uh, yeah, give them a good game and finally break this ridiculous away form hoodoo that we've got. So I'm gonna say three one as well. well they are two wins. The comments are gonna be buzzing, uh, Andy, <laughs> mate. I'm feeling <laughs> I've just thought that could be Almiron's last game if, if oh. all of the rumours to oh, be Don't delayed. say that. Could've I know. Maybe he'll go out one more as well. for us. <laughs> he'll finally speak English on his last game. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I feel like, uh, <laughs> 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 it just feels like we kind of say all of these things about this being a reset and everyone getting sort of the air back in the legs and stuff like that and then just say we're going to lose it just feels like you've got to be positive um so i think we will win as long as it's not like our game on clubs last night daryl where we're three one up in the 90th minute and no god no please no. <laughs> so, uh no I, w- I won't say three one i think it will be closer than that but maybe two one um i think i think we'll score first and that'll just give the team a bit of a lift and we'll kick on and then they maybe get a, a consolation maybe a bit of squeaky bum time at the end but i, I just think We've got to be positive. Um, yes, think it's things aren't all hunky dory at the moment within the club, but um, you've got to think this is like like Joe said perfectly. It's a reset point. Let's get a win and go to Villa, beat them, and then uh, Mayor Dad can get the checkbook out and we can sign some players. Don't give him the credit card, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, do it. Worked last time. <laughs> did did. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously I'm in agreement. I've, you know, I, I don't think you can't be positive going into this one because you know we've had the break we've seen how we played against you know, other teams and we've quite recently beat this team all, all granted they were down to 10 men for the majority of the game um but that's their problem not ours um i think it'll be um, i think it'll be three nil I, I don't think they'll score i think it'll be a repeat of the the performance back in december um i do think it'll be nil nil half time and i think it'll be a second half where I think we'll just have the legs against them because I think tonight, I personally think Fulham will treat this game tonight as a more important game because they get to a final, mm-hmm. but they get to, mm-hmm. was it round five? Is it a fifth round of the FA Cup? Yeah, there is, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no comparing. Like you go, you want to go to a cup final more than the fifth round of the cup. Yeah. So I think they're probably going to give their all tonight. Um, whether they win or not tonight, that's that's for a, a Liverpool and a Fulham fan show to decide. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'll be three 0 I think Lewis Miley's going to get another goal against Fulham, oh, nice. um, and then Isak's going to get a nice brace to wrap it up and send her flying into that fifth round. Which I know I've just said Fulham wouldn't want that, and that was in comparison to a cha- to a well, I said Champions League final there. They're nowhere near that. A Carabao <laughs> Cup final. Um, but when you've got nothing else to play for, I think a fifth round is is definitely mm-hmm. the the an aim that you should be at least getting uh, in this cup. So yeah, I'm going to go three 0 Lewis Miley. Isak Brace, all in the second half. Let's have it. <laughs> see, we're positive on this channel. Yeah, see, I mean, if, if you think we're kind of You'll getting more positive in this, let us know in the comments below. Let us know what your predictions are. If you're a Fulham fan watching this, what are your thoughts? Obviously, by the time you see this, you'll know what happened tonight or last night or on Wednesday, as we'll say, because you could be watching this anytime. Um, but let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Give us your predictions. Uh, and while you are filling out that little comments form, if you hit the little subscribe button, hit the thumbs up button to let us know you've liked this video. And uh, if you want to hit the notification bell as well, you will get notified when we post new videos. Um, loads of content coming out on this channel soon. Uh, we did record another FIFA, FIFA Clubs video the other day. Um, I still have to edit all of that. They take time, um, especially with the language and the talk of, well, Let's just say manscaped.com will not be a sponsor. <laughs> um, we are also recording another episode of Canny Chatter. It's been too long, so that'll be on your audios. Um, I've no doubt there'll be a match reaction to this, and then we'll be back with a match preview for Aston Villa uh, by the end of this week, because we'll have to record this probably on Sunday. Uh, so we'll see you all then. Um, boys, 
it's good to see everybody again. It's good to hear everybody's voices again. Yeah. Uh, it's good to get one back on a preview again. Thanks, everyone, for joining. And thank you for watching. We will see you in the next one. Let's get to that fifth round, eh? How are we? Bye, everyone. Bye. Podcast Network.